Welcome to the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester, and you might know me from my YouTube channel, where I analyze celeb relationships and scandals for the lessons we can take into our own lives. But here on the podcast, I answer the best questions you submitted over the past week. Gotta love quandary? Head to my website, shallonlester.com, to get connected, and also shop my merch and take some fun quizzes. Be sure to rate and review this podcast if you like it, and follow me on Instagram at ShallonXO, and find me on YouTube for four new videos a week. Welcome back to the podcast, Shalloners. That's right. This is the Girl on Top Shallon XO podcast. I'm your host, Shallon Lester. And if you guys are just listening along on your usual podcast platforms, you might not notice anything different, but... This is actually now a visual podcast. Yep, we're putting it on YouTube. Uh, Visual versions of the podcast are going to appear on my YouTube channel like uh, a few days after these go live on the podcast platforms. And it's this is kind of a new system for me. So there might be some some kinks are still working out and everything. So bear with me for a few weeks until we kind of get into the rhythm. But this is something my management team suggested. And now that there is a team Shallon their word is law. <laughs> like these, my managers, they're they are no joke. They manage Lily Singh, Logan Paul. Like, so the Shalantaraj is getting bigger, baby. But we'll jump right in because here in the podcast, if you're watching on YouTube and you've never seen or heard the podcast before, I answer the questions you guys submitted to me over the course of the week, always anonymously, so that we can get some kind of like micro advice versus doing deep dives into the celebrity psychology. So let's get into it. So Josie submitted this question. She said, my boyfriend has low self-esteem. I'm 25, he's 26. It's the first relationship for both of us and we've been together for about seven months. We haven't had sex yet. He has anxiety and low confidence. When I try to compliment him, he says, no, I'm not, or something like that. You know, he calls himself a piece of shit, but he's kind, he's not a fuck boy. I mean, thank goodness. He's so musically talented. He has a sense of humor, like not this weird ego thing. He's a tech dude. Like." Our lives just really do fit really well together. I try to lift him up every chance I get, but he's my first love and I know he needs to to do the work inside himself, but how do I support him in that? How can I change his mind about himself? (laughs) Girl, I was exhausted reading this message. I was exhausted reading this because like, you're not dealing with a man. You're dealing with a male, but you aren't dealing with a man. And at 26, manhood should be underway. And the difference is a man is autonomous. He's setting goals. He's thinking about future planning. He's thinking about how he's going to provide for himself and his own ego needs and his own, you know, visions for his future and how potentially he might create a legacy, whether that's a business legacy, whether that's a legacy in terms of family. And this guy is treading water. He's going nowhere and he's doing nothing. And you know what he's actually doing? He's pulling you down. Stop raising a man who isn't your son. You can raise a male. It's called your son. You got to give birth to him or adopt him or like scoop him up off the street or something. This is not who you should be raising. Like I encounter this so often with girls and it's like, I don't know whether or not we know that we can't even ripen an avocado, right? You can't ripen an avocado or a piece of fruit. You certainly cannot ripen a whole ass other person. And I was visiting some friends this weekend and they have one of my favorite marriages that I've ever witnessed. Like they just fit together so well. She's very like bombastic and she's got this amazing sharp personality and he is just like Captain Chill, but not in like a beta way. He is so strong and he is so just like this quiet confidence. I always say confidence is quiet. And I was asking her like kind of the secret to your marriage. And she's like, 
He only makes my life better. He only makes it easier. He only makes it richer and fuller. He never, ever makes my life work worse. And that's not to say, you know, we don't disagree and we've had things we butted heads over, but even when we're disagreeing, the way in which he communicates with me makes me a better communicator in turn. He's not character assassinating. He's not insulting me. He's not icing me out. He communicates at such a high standard. It makes me communicate at that level too. And he looked at me, he's like, and she makes my life better. She does the things I don't want to do. If I leave my white t-shirts on the ground, she's like, oh, I pick him up with a smile on my face because it's literally the only thing he does that isn't like right. So everything else he does is so enriching to my life. I don't, I don't care about these other things. Oh, he, he leaves a glass out. He's whatever. Everything else is there. And the concept of, are they making your life better or worse? is the only concept. That's the only box that should ever be checked. And that's not just for dating. That's for everything. Is my job making my life better or worse? And that seems like kind of a crazy question to ask in both directions. It's like, well, of course it should be making it better. But then when you think about it, you're like, well, of course it's not. <laughs> like My boss is crazy. I'm not making enough money. My commute sucks. It's like, then it's time to change that circumstance. Same with your friends. Same with your body. You know, is my my body making my life worse or better? Am I poisoning it with bad food and it's having a consequence with me? And so Josie's question, it goes back to this. It's like, how is this enriching your life? You know? So she needs, Josie, you need to stop enabling this dude because you are. Everything is running according to his emotional schedule, his anxiety. Seven months you haven't had sex yet? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? That is a failure to thrive because you know what happens in the animal kingdom if a man can't fuck for seven months or not a a man, an animal, they don't mate and they miss their window of opportunity to mate with a female. And guess what? That genetic line dies out. That's a failure to thrive. You don't see the female being like, well, all right. They're like, absolutely not. Get away from me. I am taking better DNA from males who can thrive who can bring me a nice little pebble, penguins pick out pebbles for their mates, bring me food, make me a nest, and I will allow his genetic line to continue on. That's what I bring to the table, legacy. So this dude isn't bringing any of those things, but you are giving him the end result. You are giving him that emotional support. And I know that this all sounds really harsh. Like you can't just abandon someone if they're hurting. Yes, you the fuck can. Yes, you can. When it is taking its toll on your life and stagnating your life, yes, you can. This isn't a friend. And she's like, okay, you know, you have a friend going through some things, of course, because that doesn't really impact your life. That doesn't change your future. That doesn't derail your needs. A boyfriend who's like this, oh, it does. So all of this cheerleading is actually fueling this behavior because he's getting a positive reaction from this. Every time he says something negative, he gets to hear something positive. Isn't that nice? And healthy people realize that and they don't like it. You know, I don't like pity and I don't like to be the sad sack at brunch and be like, I'm so fat. I'm so this. And you know what? My friends don't like to hear it either because they're healthy people and they're like, enough. And I've had people say that to me, like, Shallon, enough. And I'm like, oh. Oh, God. And it's a splash of cold water. And it's like, you know what? They're right. They don't want to hear this. I'm sick of feeling like this. I'm sick of viewing myself like this. I'm going to make a positive change. But if your boyfriend's not doing that, that's a a data point. And it's a crucial one that we can't ignore. So this is kind of coming back to like, he gets all the power. 
because he is okay being a pity monster and running the show. And make no mistake, he does have the power in this relationship. And when we look at a, a relationship where the man has all the power and the woman has none, we immediately identify that as toxic, potentially abusive. And what we picture is this like, oh, this toxic beta male like stomping around. Notice I didn't say alpha male because that's not how a true alpha male acts. When you have an abusive man who acts all bombastic like Donald Trump, that is a beta, that is a beta bitch. True alpha male is like Barack. He's a pack builder. So when you have a man stomping around like this where he has the power and the woman doesn't, yeah, we pictured that kind of dynamic, that kind of personality. But it works on the opposite end of the same spectrum. You can have a guy who's this like turtle without a shell controlling everything with pity. Because what do I always say? Manipulative people want one thing above everything else, and that is pity. So all of this is coming down to control. And like, I know what you're thinking, like, but he's not doing it on purpose. Well, you don't know that. And at some point, yes, he is, because he's getting the payoff from it that he enjoys. So consciously or not consciously, of course he's doing it on purpose. But let's say that he isn't. Let's say that he isn't. Who gives a shit? I don't believe that that's a viable defense when you're a drunk driver and you hit and kill someone. How is this any different? Intentions actually don't mean much in terms of outcome. If you hurt my feelings, if you cheat on me, if you, I didn't mean to, I don't fucking care what you mean. I don't care what you mean. The result is the same. That doesn't change the outcome. And to say, well, I don't, I'm not doing it on purpose is more annoying because that means you're not taking responsibility. You're deflecting. Well, I can't change. I'm not even doing it on purpose. Bullshit, dude. So what is creating here in this relationship is a codependent dynamic. And look, codependency is very easy to get into, very hard to get out of. I know I'm in a codependent dynamic with my boyfriend. Max is like a chaos machine. He creates chaos. He can't like execute certain things. And then that triggers my need to save and rescue. I rescue people for a living. Listen to what I do on this channel. So when I see it in my own life, I can't not take the bait. It's very, very difficult. And that's a huge reason why we're on a break and we're working on things because like, I don't want this dynamic anymore. He doesn't want this dynamic anymore. And maybe it can be fixed, maybe not. But we're hitting it hard in therapy and that is the point, you know? And your boyfriend needs to be doing the exact same thing. Because the bottom line is, there is no way to save someone from themselves. You can't. You ever watch a show, Intervention? That's literally the whole thesis. They have to be ready to get help. And the way you stop that, as evidenced by Intervention, is some tough love. The more you enable, the more like the mom of a meth addict is giving her money and bailing her out, the more she's just going to keep doing it. And the same here, because there is an element of addiction. He is addicted to this negative output and the positive feedback he's getting. And you're addicted to keep to giving him that, you know. And I wonder if this dynamic mirrors something else in your life. Is this how your mom was with your dad? Is this how one of your siblings was with one of your parents? Have you been in this kind of relationship before? Do you have a friend who's like that? This works for you for some reason. Like we know what's wrong with him, but like I always say, what's wrong with you? You know, what are you telling yourself to stay in a dynamic where this person is sucking the life out of you and sucking the life out of your relationship and running the show? Is it making your life better or worse? So you make the shift through that tough love. You know, you say... Look, I can't be in a relationship that's one-sided because you either can't or won't get into therapy to change things. That's not fair to me, and it's ultimately not making you better. 
Because the subtext there, the message that comes through is, you are better than this. Tough love says, you know what? I don't accept this as the norm for you. I don't accept this as the norm for me. I know that I deserve better, and I know you are capable of being better. And sometimes people need to hear that. And that is, that's a very powerful and positive thing. Like, you know what? You're better than this. Have you ever had someone tell you that? Like, if you're like wiling out on social media or doing something, or acting like an asshole and your friend's like, you're better than that. Ooh, the shame, the shame. And sometimes shame is very, very powerful. It is the thing that propels us out of stagnation and into a better level. And that's kind of what you got to do. And you maybe need to feel a little bit ashamed about your own role in this fiasco. Like, you also deserve to hit a new level. You also deserve to have a partner who is truly a partner to you. Because are maybe you're allowed to have a bad day. Maybe you're allowed to have some tough times. Well, you can't as long as he's, you know, sucking the oxygen out of the room for his own issues. You are in your perky tit years, your wrinkliest free, wrinkle-free years, your high sex drive, eat life, take things by the horns years. And you have to ask yourself, is this how you want to spend it? Because you're going to wake up and those years are going to be gone and you're going to look back and be like, oh, brother, I spent it stagnating in someone else's swamp. Okay, so Nicole submitted this next question, <laughs> and I love it. I The second I read the subject line, I was like, okay, I'm in. How to snag a hiker. Yes, a, a hiker, a hiker. <laughs> like, uh, set a trap of, like, beef jerky and, like, electrolyte water? I don't know. So she's like, well, Sunny brought in London this summer. One of my classmates' friends, who's backpacking across Europe, hung out with us for a weekend. Let's call him the hiker, Okay. Literally one of the nicest people I've ever met. But I wasn't into him at the time, even though people mentioned us vibing. Last month, after seeing him on campus and having two hour-long conversations with him, I was interested. So last weekend at a mutual friend's party, who was also in London, we hung out more and I made an effort to flirt. I suggested us hanging out again and he said I could, quote, come over anytime and chill, unquote. Is he just being friendly? What are his intentions? I just don't know. Okay. Okay. Let's start with the word vibing because it literally is the worst term I've ever heard in my life. I hate hate that term. I don't know why. It's just so cringe to me. Ugh, it's like you're vibing. And I've had guys say like, I feel like I'm vibing with you. I was like, the fuck does that mean? If you want to, if you want to say to me, I really like talking to you. I'm going to be around you. Like I want to take you to dinner Friday night at eight. Okay. That's a, that's an analogous phrase, not vibing. Barf. But let's get to the real issue of this. Can you guys tell what what phrase jumped out at me in this message? He said I could come over anytime and chill. Oh, are you allowed are you allowed to? He will allow you to come to his palace of beanbag chairs and hang out and have easy mac and then suck his dick? You are allowed? Wow. Now that's a prize, right? I don't chill. I don't hang. I don't vibe. I don't do any of that shit. I date. I go out. I go to events. Why? Because I'm not a clearance rack ass girlfriend. Okay? I am not a romantic beanbag chair that you just throw out anywhere and you sit on it whenever you want to and then you can just get rid of it. 
No, that's not my vibe since we're talking about vibes. And it shouldn't be any of y'all's either. Yeah, sometimes you just kind of want like the emotional drive through, the sexual drive through. It's like, whatever, I'm gonna go Netflix and chill. I just wanna get laid, blah, blah, blah. Great, fine, of course, we've all been there. But that's not what I get from Nicole. She seems to really like him. He's so nice, we had great conversations. Okay, why can't you have those conversations in a restaurant where he's taking you on a date to show his intention for you? Is it because he's poor? Don't date people who are poor. It's not attractive. Dating is like anything else. You have to be able to afford it to do it. You know what I love? You know the two things I love most on planet Earth? Boats and horses. Guess what I can't afford? Boats and horses. So I don't assume or feel entitled to access to boats and horses. I don't feel like the person I'm with should be bringing those into my life. It's like, I'll get them when I can afford to and not until then. And dating is the same way. He can't afford to have a girlfriend because he's like walking his ass across Europe then he doesn't get to have a girlfriend. If he doesn't have the ability to do the courtship rituals, why are you closing the gap between who this man is and who he needs to be in order to be a viable person who gets laid? Why? Because he's nice? You know what I know? Adolf Hitler was delightful at parties. Delightful. Anyone can be nice. Anyone can be charming. And I'm not saying he's faking it. And I'm not saying he's not organically interested in you. He is. But he's also making you do all the work. You suggested to hang out first. You suggested like that you're going to be the flirty one. What is he bringing to the table aside from just being really nice? But you know what? Now that I say that, I realize that nice is hard to find. It's hard to find because guys are gross and they're fuck boys and they're smarmy and slick and nasty. But we also know that there's a thing as a good guy fuck boy, right? And homeboy here, Mr. Beef Jerky, kind of seems like he falls in that category. Oh my God, do you guys think he wears Tevas? You know, those like sport sandals. I have a pair for when I'm on the river. They're dreadful. My feet look like paws. Oh, oh. Or do you think he wears those shoes that are like the toe shoes, like individual toes? Oh my God. And the pants that zip off into shorts? Shants? I can't. It's too much. It's too much. I can't do it. So look, this is all adding up to the profile of a good guy fuck boy. Yeah, he's nice. He probably is a good person. I'm not saying he's a bad person and I'm not even saying he's being purposefully manipulative. But again, purpose doesn't really matter. What matters is outcome. And the outcome here is that you are going to be courting him. You're gonna go to his house. You're gonna bend your schedule around his. You're gonna do what, you're gonna probably pay for the food that you order. I mean, does he even have a house? He's living in a hostel? Like this is not adding up to a viable two-part relationship. So. I think it's good to be like, you know what? He's an interesting person who I met. And like, that's that's maybe it. I am the kind of person who it's like, if I meet someone, I have to like take it all the way. You know, I can't just be like, oh, that, that was nice. No, like I need to date you. I need to love you. I need to sleep with you, whatever. And sometimes that's not always the right answer. So set the boundaries. Be like, if you want to hang out, like I'm free Saturday afternoon. Plan something. Oh, he's, he's enterprising enough to travel around Europe by himself. He can't plan a date in a city with as much diversion as London. And if he doesn't wanna do that, if he doesn't pick that up, okay, that's your answer. But you need to walk in the light of the truth about who it is you're dealing with and maybe hike your ass away from this guy. Okay, so Shara submitted this question. She said, my boyfriend's friend takes up too much of his like emotional energy. 
This dude texts my boyfriend all day, constantly demands to be soothed and reassured. He says things like, God, I'm so pathetic. Nobody loves me. I was bullied in high school. Okay. My boyfriend doesn't reply. If my boyfriend doesn't reply, this dude starts to apologize profusely and dramatically until my boyfriend has to remove his boundaries out of guilt. If my boyfriend has to focus on something for a while, he says, you'll forget about me, won't you? (laughs) It drains my boyfriend's energy, but my boyfriend is bad with identifying manipulators. And this has happened before with other friends. So how do I warn him about this manipulator in his life? This is a strange dynamic for men, right? Like typically you see this kind of dynamic, the the one-sided friend that you're hemorrhaging energy towards, whether it's positive or negative, in females because females are such an easier target you know we are taught and conditioned that hey someone's in trouble you have to be there for them how dare you put your peace of mind before your friends like 18th meltdown of the week right you know I am the queen of boundaries. I love a good boundary. So something about this dynamic feels familiar to your boyfriend. You know, maybe his mom was like this, maybe his dad, but this happened elsewhere in his life because he has normalized it to the point that he lets it keep happening. And make no mistake, this is a let type situation. Like, no, he can't control this other dude's behavior, but he can control his own. And like the guys I know, they're like brick walls are like bro get over it like they they would have blocked this number a billion years ago you know so the fact that your boyfriend keeps taking the bait and identifying that he has to set boundaries but like consistently removes them that tells me that this taps into something larger probably from his childhood you know that he's this relationship and this dynamic is familiar to him and he's trying to do it over again so that he kind of like gets it right so he's normalized an unhealthy dynamic and yeah you got to get to the root of that because this dude this friend It sounds like he might have like borderline personality disorder. Maybe, I don't know, I'm not a doctor. Or he definitely has some kind of attachment issue. And just like we talked about earlier in the podcast, what you permit, you promote. And enabling this is making it worse because this lunatic, weirdo, emo doof is getting positive reinforcement. He's getting attention. Yo, if I acted like that with my friends, not for long, not for long, honey. Because we're all boss bitches. We're all tired. We're all busy. Nobody has time for this. Literally no one. And your boyfriend probably doesn't either. So that's the key. All of this is diverting attention away from other important things in his life, Uh, like his girlfriend, right? Like you, like his schoolwork, like his actual work, like his family. So that's where you need to attack this. Be like, you know what? When this guy's in your life, I am so far in the back burner. Your goals are on the back burner. Your emotional health is on the back burner. And I can't really watch this anymore. You know that this is a problem. You know this has been a problem in your life. There's a pattern. It happened with this person, that person, that person. I can speculate that maybe it's stemming from your mom and dad, but I'm not a therapist. So I think it would be good for you to get into therapy and work on that and really pull out that emotional, that psychological splinter that is driving all of this. But I can't really be around this oh yeah it's time to take a step back you have to like you say to him I'm gonna take a step back until your priorities shuffle around and you get this worked out because this is exhausting for me to watch and then it puts me in the therapist role in our relationship and actually I'd kind of just rather be your girlfriend and not your doctor and then see what he does Sometimes people just need a splash of cold water in their face. Like they don't realize how out of control a situation has gotten until you tell them like the situation is out of control and I am no longer part of it. 
oh, oh my god like I've had a boyfriend say that to, Max said that to me one time about someone about about a friend she's I'm pretty sure she got BPD and I'm like I was so frustrated he's like if you don't block her number tonight I'm blocking yours and I was like oh my god I was like really he's like you talk about it constantly it winds you up you get so stressed out like for what and I'm like you're right and I kept taking the bait with my friend because like I like I was saying in the codependency thing, like I have this impulse to rescue. And so when people trigger that, it's really hard for me not to like take the bait. And I'm like, you know what? You're right. It's not about her. It's about something in my past that has created this complex. That's what I'm going to address. And now I feel more comfortable putting up boundaries with her because I'm like, you are tapping into a part of me that I don't like. You're tapping into a dynamic that I am working to overcome and you don't get to be the reason I backslide into something that isn't healthy for me, right? So that's kind of what you need to tell your boyfriend. But like I said, if he doesn't, if he chooses this dynamic over you, that's a crucial data point. And we always got to walk in what, ladies? That's right. The light of the truth. Well, that's it for the podcast. Join me next time when we are going to address more issues from you guys. And check me out on Instagram at ShallonXO. Follow me here on YouTube and shop my new merch collection all at ShallonLuster.com. Well, that's it for this episode of Girl on Top. Thanks for being part of the Shalantourage. If you have a love question you need some help with, find me on my website, ShallonLester.com. And be sure to connect with me on Instagram at ShallonXO and subscribe to my YouTube channel. Stay sweet. Stay savage.